Well, things have changed <laughs> so drastically since the last podcast episode I put out. Um, basically, the entire U.S. is on a lockdown, which I think rightfully so. We should be social distancing ourselves at this time. I'm not going to talk too much about the coronavirus. Sorry, I'm like adjusting my microphone. It's just, everything is weird right now. Nothing makes sense. I'm not going to talk too much about the coronavirus just uh, in this podcast episode. Me and my dad do mention it a few times, but um, I just think there's so many other reliable sources of information. I mean, I don't know the, the statistics. I don't know the facts. I think there's still a lot of new information coming out about the virus. So I just don't feel like it's my place to like really speak about it. Um, but we here in Southern California, everything is locked down pretty much. Um, we can still go to grocery stores, go to the gas station. Like we can still go outside. We don't have like a curfew or anything. Um, but it's been raining. So (laughs) that's like even the worst. I think that's the worst part about all of this is that we can't even like go outside to take a walk because it's raining. Um, so yeah, it's just tough. I really, I think in this time, um, during this time, in this time, what am I trying to say? During this time, I think the most important thing that I've been really trying to focus on is gratitude and having a lot of hope. Um, I really, you know, want this social distancing to lessen the curve, slow down the curve. I don't know what the proper term is. Um, And for me, it's not really been that big of a lifestyle change other than like I can't go outside and walk my dog and like just do normal things that like just like those smaller interactions of like the person at the grocery store the person at the coffee shop like I miss those little interactions um but while my dad is here it's I think it's a little bit more difficult for him because he's not used to it and he's much more social than I am um I obviously rely so much on my social interactions with people on the internet like you know, on Zoom calls and podcasts and texting and WhatsApp. So I don't feel that like social isolation, I think, as much as 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 he does. So I'm trying to give him little projects like go to the store. We're going to be putting in a um, bamboo like fence on my patio. <laughs> I have like a lot of little projects that I'm going to be doing around my the apartment and Um, cleaning out my garage and everything. So lots of little things to do, but I'm just trying to keep busy. And like I said, trying to stay hopeful that this slows down, that things, you know, remain or I didn't say remain because I feel like at this point things are not normal, but like that we can return to some normalcy in the next few weeks, even though I know a lot of people were saying that like, schools will be out for the rest of the year and you know a lot of things are just going to be shutting down but I hope that you know we adjust to this change and that it's for the best of everyone so if you guys are still like going out even if it's just to hang out with like your friends and you know that they're not sick that they haven't traveled it's not just about you it's also about the people that you interact with and you go home and 
if you have elderly parents or elderly grandparents, it is the most um, deadly to them. And so those are the people that we're really trying to save right now by social distancing. So if you're just hanging out with one or two friends, like, don't do it. (laughs) Don't do it. Um, FaceTime them. Reschedule. It's just not, it's not worth it. Um, And other news, I'm going to be doing another podcast episode this week on Friday, I think. Yeah, I'll come out on Friday um, because I want to talk about a little bit about business stuff and about selling during the coronavirus and entrepreneurship during the coronavirus and just all of that. And I didn't feel like this was the episode to do that on. So I'm going to do another one. I'm going to try to keep it light and fun because I do think, you know, hearing a lot of the statistics and just everything on the news and even on social media, it can feel so heavy. And so that's kind of why I wanted to do this episode with my dad so you guys could hear a little bit about more about me and more about him. Um, I think it's really funny. I don't have, it's not the best audio because I still only have one microphone and I need to get a new one. I was like, I just need to get to another microphone. Um, <clears throat> so the audio quality isn't horrible, but it's not like the best, but I think it's not unfathomable 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 why can't I say that word you know what I'm trying to say unfathomable (laughs) I don't know you know what I mean um I'm trying to think if there's anything else um I know a lot of folks are now going to be working from home so I think I'll do a podcast episode on that basically all of my content has changed (laughs) for this month, which I'm fine with. Um, So I want to do a podcast episode about working from home and even just allowing yourself to rest during this time. I know for me, like I'm totally off my routine, off my schedule. Um, You know, me and my dad are, I wouldn't say we're like the primary caretakers because we're not there every day, but we do usually pick up groceries and medications for them every week. And So it's really, really important for me and him to, one, stay healthy. And we have been struggling trying to find, like, the basics that they need, that my grandparents need, like, eggs, butter, bread, um, milk. They, you know, my grandpa drinks, like, I swear, a gallon of milk every couple of days. So, and and they don't, my grandparents with their dementia and Alzheimer's, like, they don't understand what's going on at all. Um, like my grandpa still thinks Obama is the president and I'm just like, bless you. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Um, so he just really doesn't understand. So it's, that's a little bit difficult. So we've been focusing on trying to find things. Well, I've been doing a lot of the online shopping of trying to find like canned stuff for them and just food and essentials that, that, that they're going to need. Cause it's not just about making sure that we have supplies like we also have to worry about their household so that's been my priority for the past week um but yeah I'm sorry this episode's coming coming out so late too usually I'm like super on top of it but again I just didn't feel like I could get on a podcast and like tell you a bunch of tips for a world that is on hold right now um, and it's completely different. I mean, talk about how much things can change in just such a short amount of time. So 
Um, I really hope that you guys enjoy this episode. Follow me on Instagram at Living Breely. I am not talking about the coronavirus on my Instagram stories or on my platform, my um, feed at all, just because, like I said, I think there's so many other people who are doing it way better and can give you way more information and way more helpful information. So I'm really just trying to stay in my lane and know where I can show up and serve the best. So anyway, I'm going to go. I will see you guys on Friday um, for another little chit chat. I'll maybe bump up two podcast episodes a week because I know so many people are home and you guys need stuff to listen to. So yeah, anyway. Okay. Love you. Um, be kind to people. I'll be grateful. Love you. Bye. But it's been it's been a really interesting thing. I think I've been trying to stay off of the news and just checking it once a day because it just gets overwhelming and it just gets it's sad. Like it's really sad. And I don't like hearing about people dying and like seeing numbers and all of that. I think it just you know, it's important to stay informed, but I also think for anyone's like mental health, just find things to do clean your oven, clean the kitchen, clean out like your underneath your bathroom sink, um, organize your books. Like there are so many just little things that you can do, um, so that you're not so bored. (laughs) My dog is like, he's really being a true trooper because on top of it being us being indoors, it's raining off and on. Um, yesterday it was really nice out. So I was able to take him on a walk, but when it's raining, it's so hard to get him outside because he's a little doll. He's not little. Is he little or is he like medium sized? He's little. He's like under 30 pounds. So when he goes out in the rain, it's just it's a wreck. It's a wreck. Okay, stop giving him so many biscuits. He, how many has he already had this morning? Huh? Well, I don't know. No, how many? I don't know, three, four. Oh my god. So here's some interesting statistics from March 7th. Um, so the coronavirus as of March 7th. You gotta speak, get closer. The coronavirus as of March, This is these are just initial statistics several weeks ago. But, um, you know, coronavirus is just a... Uh, it's just a variation of the flu, influenza. Mm-hmm. So at the time of this, um, these stats, you know, there were only 87,000 people that had come down with coronavirus. However, in the world... World? 87 worldwide or... It- 87,000 worldwide at the time of this publication, which was March 7th. Okay. <clears throat> the flu was 1 billion. Um, death caused by coronavirus at the time of this publication was close to 4,000. With the flu, anywhere from 300,000 to 600,000. Let's see, that makes me wonder, like, why... Like, it's either, this, it's either worse than they're telling us, like, symptom-wise and, like, de- like everything, or there's some... Like, what's the point of causing all of this, like, frenzy and panic in the media and with the governments it's because um we self-care every year right around the uh before the holidays there are announcements uh, when you see your doctor hey you got to get your flu shot you got to get your flu shot so for us we became desensitized with that 
particular type of flu. Okay, yeah, I got my flu shot. Healthcare workers, I've worked in hospitals for most of my life, every year. You were always got you, flu you shot. were mandated unless there were some religious implications, you were mandated to have a flu shot, even though I did not take care of patients. Yeah. I'm more on the administrative side. So you were mandated to get the flu shot. So after all those years, you're like, okay, it's flu season. Yeah. This time of year for young kids um, at the pediatric hospital is known as RSVP season. It's respiratory season for all these young kids that have allergies, asthma, they get the flu, and they get admitted. Um, coronavirus, I think, is because there was so much uncertainty about it. The fact that it started in Asia, and they think it started from a market that served exotic meat, you know? So, that, and that's how it started. And, and it quickly started spreading outside of that Asian country, and then that's when people started panicking. And when it first came to the United States, like, oh my God, what are we going to do? Yeah. Because there is no cure for it. You have to self-care. Um, it's just like treating any other type of flu, right? But who's it impact the most? Elderly people over 65 that mm-hmm. have some um, underlying underlying condition. But that, that that also applies to people. That also applies to the regular flu, right? How many of my parents' friends passed away that are cancer survivors, but their immune system is compromised that got the flu and pneumonia and then passed away at the hospital? Yeah, you know, so. Um, I, I just think maybe there's something about this coronavirus that we're not being told or the fact that it's, it's, it's spread so easily or it's because it's a, impacting the globe. But I don't understand it because SARS did, the avian flu did. Ebola. Mer- Ebo- well, Ebola was um, <clears throat> basically contained in Africa, but it was probably one of the more deadlier. But it's not airborne right it was like it was like through your vomit and yeah it was it was bad handling of, of the patient care but the hospitals i worked for we had we had monthly drills on it you know the scenario would be someone presents themselves in the er with um gastro problems and a fever and then the first question we would ask them is did you go to africa yes i i just came back from africa bam instant containment you know so um uh, but anyway, you know, because it was a very d- dangerous um, disease, uh, e- Ebola was. But anyway, um, but yet, no one really panicked. No one ran to the stores to get toilet paper. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you guys, if you don't have food, you're not going to be pooping. Yeah. You're not going to need toilet paper. Well, I, again, uh, that was what, five, six, seven years ago for the Ebola outbreak? But again, it was pretty much contained in, in Africa. And again, social media wasn't as popular saying, hey, there's this Ebola virus. Guess what? Yeah. And so people weren't running to the stores and hoarding Well, stuff. I think the other thing, too, is there's so many news sources now. Like, people think, I mean, I'm not immune to this because I don't like to go on, like, normal news sites. But I get a lot of information on, like, what's trending on Twitter and I know that sounds so dumb, but it really is, you really get to see other people's opinions. It's definitely like a more of a global conversation and just different people's ideas, but you get to see it on a different level, like maybe more people who are directly impacted, um, which is kind of why I like Twitter, but I yeah, you just can't go on. I just can't go on Twitter right now. It's just too much, but let's do the Q&A. 
Okay. I asked you guys to. When was the last time we did a this? Six months ago. Um, I don't know why. No, I'm just asking. Um, so I asked you guys on Instagram to give me some questions. My Instagram story. So if you guys aren't following me at Living Breely, you can do that. Um, okay. So the first question: <laughs> What's your favorite order at In and Out? Honestly, it's um, the double double with grilled onions, the French the fries. If some of you don't really care for the fries, but you could ask them to make them extra crispy. Yeah, well done. Or well done, and and then uh, a coke. I would second that. I'm pretty. I go back and forth between the double double protein style and with a bun. I don't really like their buns there. Hmm. I mean, they're okay, but I also I like the fries well done, and I like their pink lemonade. That's my in and out order. We haven't had in and out in a while, though. Um, I thought this question was funny. Who does Cleo like more, you or your dad? Cleo's my dog. Well, I honestly, I think he only likes me for one reason, one reason only. It's because I feed him <laughs> treats, yeah. and I don't, I don't show him any overbearing affection to him like i do like brianna does people want to know how is social distancing going for you i'm actually feeling cooped up i'm just i'm used you know i don't know what my daughter's been posting on instagram but i'm a very social person so I'm i don't post a lot about you mm-hmm. well uh, well you have to have you have to show my birthday party no pictures we don't need hundreds to... and hundreds of people there okay there was like 150 people yeah you know i don't even know 150 people that i would want to invite to like anything (laughs) well but anyway yeah i I feel cooped up because i can't really get together with my friends and 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 stuff and now shopping centers are going to be closing nordstrom's announced and macy's announced are going to be closing all their stores who is smarter I think that's easy. I've been around longer <laughs> yeah. on this earth than you have. I would say my dad's smarter than me. Well, let's let's, let's clarify it. From an academic standpoint, I think Brianna's smarter because, you know, the, this her generation had, I think, better teachers. Uh, they, they had the internet for sure. Um, and I just think they just had a, 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 a lot better diversity in terms of the tools that were, they were uh, given to, to learn. In my days, it was strictly lecture. Um, we didn't have PowerPoint um, or online thing. Everything was uh, read through a book. You had to report on it. You had to go to the library. My parents had to invest in encyclopedias, which was our Google at the time. Um, Mom, take me to the library. I got to do this um, research. Or I had to do this homework or whatever. Um, now everything's at but your But I don't even think, I don't think we really had like the internet, internet the way that it is now when I was growing up. Like we had... Maybe more than you did, but it definitely no, wasn't. No, way more than you did. I remember those those papers you used to do. You had to, at the end of your paper, tell them where you got the information. Yeah, bibliography. What, yeah, or, well, yeah. You had to put the link. This is where I got the information. You know, this is the website I got the information. Yeah, from. but it was like not how it is now. I don't know. I don't know if I'd be like good at school if it was how well, it is now. Compared to when you went to high school and what kids are going through today, everything's gonna be online. Yeah. Um, my friend had to pick up his son at a university on last Friday because they were shutting down and they're taking their finals online. That's unheard of. 
after this um, after this recording, Bree, I have to call um, Grandpa's neurologist because his appointment's tomorrow, and I don't oh, want yeah. to I don't want to bring him to the doctor's office because um, uh, I don't know if Brianna's told you, but my mom is in hospice, and so she's very susceptible to anything uh, that she may catch. And if he, she catches something, uh, she may not survive. So I don't want my father going to the doctor's office. And then bring it, and then bring it back because, you know, the, the, you don't usually get the symptoms for two weeks. And then it's going to impact our caregivers and it's going to be a domino effect. And I just don't want that to happen. So I need to call um, my father's uh, neurologist after we get done with this recording. Can I call your neurologist? Get you to some, something to sedate you? No. <laughs> Um, what's your Starbucks order? Regular cup of coffee. No, it's not. That's mine. I'm the one who likes, he likes the mochas. You like the... Mochas without whipped cream. I don't like all that other foo-foo stuff. No, he does. That's the thing is he does. He likes the lattes. He likes the mochas. Mm -hmm. He likes, he calls Frappuccino's milkshakes. Um... I'm the one who likes the boring coffee. I'm just a, like, regular coffee with some almond milk. I don't like espresso. I mean, I do actually like espresso drinks, but, yeah. He's the one who likes the foo-foo stuff. And it's so annoying because he'll call me and he'll be like, what do I get at Starbucks? What's my order? I'm like, I don't know. What do you want? And And here's a hack. If you go into Bloomingdale's, Okay, Dad, this is not a hack. This has been around forever. Well, I didn't know this until a month ago. You go into Bloomingdale's, you could get samples of Nespresso. Yes. At the Bloomingdale's. Yes. So that's how I get my free coffee. Okay, you don't. You need to sit closer to the microphone. I'm as close as I can be. Okay. (laughs) What's your favorite drink? Oh, that's a food questions. Favorite drink? Yeah, I don't know if that's I mean, like... alcoholic beverage or... Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess. I mean, he, yeah. What's your favorite alcoholic drink? You're a rum and coke. Uh, more of a rum and coke guy, but I started, um, I started doing wine. Oh, God. So... <laughs> we have... Yeah. So I started doing wine. Doing wine or drinking wine? Both. Do you like white wine or red wine? It depends on what we're having for dinner. Yes. When I go out? Yes. So that's, uh, most of the dishes we've had, uh, it's probably the red wine. Red. I don't drink alcohol, so I don't have a favorite drink. I like water. I know a lot of people don't like water. Um, (laughs) Which is weird. Um, Let's see. Best and worst quality about Brie. (laughs) <laughs> Sit the, closer the, the, to the microphone <laughs> I had to, This is myself <laughs> To answer this question <laughs> No The best quality of Brie Is she has a big heart mm. She's very caring uh, There have been situations in my life Where she stood up uh, for me um, she, She'll defend me uh, t- She'll defend me to my last breath um, I think a quality that she has That I necessarily don't think Is a bad quality is that she could go from zero to 100 <laughs> in terms of her temper if you push her buttons in a millisecond. But as a true Aries, she'll calm down within two minutes and yeah. then realize that she shouldn't have said the things that she said. But I know I, 
I can't I can't take credit for that. Uh, that's inherited from her mother. <laughs> but, uh, I don't think my temper is as bad as my mom's. Though. Yeah, you don't throw things. <laughs> yeah. We've all been. I've gotten Tupperware thrown thrown at me. What did she, she threw shoes at you? She right? She threw shoes at me. A book. <laughs> and it was a, and it wasn't a paperback. Hardcover book. Hardcover book. No, but you know people have. People have to understand. People have good and bad qualities. It's a matter of what you can tolerate, and people and those. And if you think those are flaws, that's just the makeup of their personality. You have to accept it. And I accept it because one, she's my blood and she's my daughter. Um, and I have friends that are far worse, and yet they're still my. Well, friends. I think we're different too. I don't know how to explain this. Like when I like know that I have to get something done I'm like I just do it like I'm like okay I gotta get it done I gotta get it done I gotta do it I'm like snapping my fingers and I like just make I just do it and I think you don't do that (laughs) like you're kind of like um how do you explain it like you're more methodical and like um logistical and more Uh like you plan things out I don't well <laughs> and so that bugs me and then my characteristic of like just do it just get it done make start making calls that bothers you about me because I'm very like why hasn't this been done yeah I, I tend to think things out I'm an overthinker which is uh can be a, a hindrance but I'll tell you um early in my IT career our CTO once told me he goes Edwin you got the personality of a person that's gonna walk in my office and tell me Hey, Mike, how was your weekend? Oh, it was good. I did it. Oh, by the way, the data center's on fire. <laughs> but I got everything under control. You know, we got this out. And so he goes, you got that kind of personality where you want to know where people are at mentally. Hey, Mike, you know, how was your weekend? You know, what, what did you do with your family? And then tell you what's going on. And But then I already have the solution saying, oh, we already got it taken care of. I see. I don't – I think in business settings, I'm not like that. Like, I don't really – it's not that I don't care where people are at, but I'm just like, it. things need to get done. Things need to move. And like, you have to be good about separating where you are at emotionally and like what your business needs are. And I think sometimes people get that mesh of like, oh, I'm having a bad day, so I'm not going to make any business business decisions. And it's like, well, then your business is never going to move forward. You can't only work when you feel good. And I get it. I mean, health things obviously, like, interact with that. But, like, I think when it comes to business stuff, like, I just don't... It's not that I don't care where people are at. I'm just... You got to do what you got to do. And I just would rather be like, this is a situation and we need to figure out how to make it happen. Um, And I always need, like, a plan. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I think during... I think your CTO that I I think I know who you're talking about, I think I'm more like him. (laughs) Yeah, he's very direct. Yeah. But um, I, I think from um, from that generation <clears throat> of working, and, it, and you know, we, we had no capabilities for remote. There was nothing approved to, to work remotely. So you were in the office with your coworkers um, eight hours a day. So that, you know, a third of your day is spent with coworkers. Yeah. And then you know, uh, the rest is either with your family or other activities. So I think it was very important to set those kind of relationships. And I'm not, I'm not talking personal relationships because I, I learned later on in my career that it's hard to have a friendship when someone reports to you, um, especially if you have to do their performance eval. 
especially if you have to lay them off. off. Oh yeah, yeah I remember that, was, that situation. That was very heartbreaking. So I've learned to um, somewhat distance myself emotionally because times have changed. Um, you have to watch out what you say now uh, in any kind of setting. Um, people oh, get especially you. You're a walking HR nightmare. Yeah, people get offended much easier today than they were 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, and stuff. So anyway. That, like, was a really long answer to my best and worst quality. Um, this is a good question. Do you think IT is still a good industry to get into for a career? It depends where in IT you want to go. I think the biggest thing right now is security. Cybersecurity ransomware. Mm. Get your uh, CISA uh, certifications. Um, every company is going to need someone to, to manage their data and make sure everything's secure. Um, uh, there was, there was um, something in the news a couple of days ago where someone hacked into the Health and Human Services website shortly after the president um, made this declaration about a national emergency and it slowed the website down. Um, so, you know, those kind of things uh, are, are very important to not only the government, but any company is, is how do you protect your organization? So security is yeah. probably number one. Do you wish I got into IT? No. No, I um, I, I had no expectation. Whatever you, you want to get into, you got into. I know my parents had me expectations to be in medicine. They wanted me to be a nurse, a radiology tech. No, Grandma wanted you to be a ballet dancer. No, that was after her. That's after she realized I couldn't be a priest. Yeah. <laughs> My mother wanted me to be a priest. Shortly when she entered me in catechism, the nuns started complaining. Yeah. Yeah, yeah my grandma is a funny woman. She also used to check my scalp for sixes, was it? or Yeah, which is like to explain to people why she did that. There is a movie. Uh, Damien, right? It was called The Omen. It was based on the Book of Revelations and the Beast. <laughs> the Beast supposedly has sixes, three sixes in their t- uh, back of their uh, head by the by the cowlick. So she was trying to. So the make first sure. time, the first or second time my mom met Brianna, she would be looking in the back of her head. I go, Mom, what are you looking for? I just want to make sure she's going to be a bad baby or a good baby. <laughs> but, you know, it's so funny. I found out I'm so much like my grandma because my dad was telling me these stories about how my grandma was like she would <laughs> tease people or like tease my great great grandma when she came to the U.S. Like she started she started my great grandma used to say, like, I don't remember any of this. I don't even think I was born. But she used to start saying, like oh, I think I'm losing my mind. Like, I think I'm getting old. I'm forgetting things. And so my grandma would, like, move her slippers or, like, if my great-grandma was drinking coffee and she, like, went to a different room and, like, or went to the bathroom, my grandma would, like, move her coffee cup to, like, a different part of the house. And so my great-grandma would walk in and be like, where's my coffee? And, like, I used to do that to my cousin. Me and my cousin grew up together. And I used to tease her so much. I used to lock her in the <laughs> in the greenhouse. And I always felt like my grandma let me get away with so much. Like growing up, and like now that I'm thinking back, I'm like, how come I never got punished or like reprimanded? And I think it's because I was like my grandma. <laughs> like I used to like to play jokes and pranks on people. <laughs> 
Okay. Um, let's see. Would your dad ever get remarried? Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm 60. Um, it depends if I want a marriage and a funeral at the same time. That's Okay, you can't steal my jokes. He always does this. He That's steals joke. my jokes. That's a statement that she made. Yeah, no, no. You, you, need people, to, you need to put it into context. You, tell, you have to tell the people why I made that statement. No, okay. Yes, exactly. Because you can't, you have to set these things up. That's, That's how you do. That's a statement I made. It was meant You for have a joke. to set up the joke, okay? No, no, no. This, yes. No, because this. A comment you made <laughs> when I said I was going to marry someone. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like, I'm like I'm, I'm 30 or No, something. he said he's like, what if I married someone who was the same age as you? Like he was just joking, but I looked him like dead in the face and I was like, that's an excellent idea. We can save a bunch of money. We'll have your funeral and your wedding on the same day. <laughs> but that's, I mean, only if she's close to age in me. Cause I think that's kind of gross. Well, I was looking for the economies of scale. You know, they could both go shopping together, you know, uh, swap clothes, you know. No, like Dad, there's no saving any of that. You're ridiculous. Well, I remember one of my vendors was, <laughs> this is kind of funny, he was throwing a bachelor party for his father who's getting married to a woman who was younger than my friend. And that was going to be his stepmom, who was younger than he was. I couple, just, yeah. By a couple years. No. You want to know who's... Let's go back and ask the question, who is smarter? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, I just say, to answer that question, never say never, but at this point, I, I don't see it. Getting married again. Um, is Brie actually a good cook? Yes, she is. She takes after her... Um, my, my mom and my father. My, my father was a cook in the Navy. No, but my dad, my mom's dad is a good cook. Yeah, but um, I think growing up, I think you experienced more of my father's cooking. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that's so true. Yeah, he was a chef in the Navy. Yep. So, and he worked at a lot of restaurants. Um, what's your favorite thing that I make? I think the favorite thing that you've made recently was that uh, tamale pie. Oh yeah, that tamale pie. And then those uh, that chocolate chip squares, that the chocolate chip. Oh, the toffee thing. Yeah, that's my mom used to make that. Yeah, you got, they, you got that from my sister, right? Yeah, my aunt. Yeah, so my aunt, I should actually have her on the podcast because I kind of want to do episodes that aren't like business related and maybe cooking would be a cool podcast, but um. My aunt, my dad's, well, he has two sisters. (laughs) The middle one is a really good, she's like good at cooking and baking. I mean, she, I should show you guys pictures of the cookies she makes. I mean, they look professionally done. I could never do something like that. I'm getting better at baking. Um, I'm still not like there yet like I definitely feel more confident in my cooking skills than my baking skills but um yeah my aunt is an amazing cook and when she was here in when was that October November Mm -hmm. of last year 
we were going, we were cleaning out um, my grandparents' house and she found like recipes and my grandma's recipe books, which she took back with her because they live on the East Coast. And she sent me this recipe and, oh, she sent me a picture of these like cookie squares that she makes. And she was like, oh, this is grandma's recipe. And I showed them to my dad and he was like, oh my gosh, I remember grandma making these all the time because they're so much easier than cookie dough because you don't have to like scoop out the cookie dough. It's so much easier. But um, yeah, I, I made them and I I don't really like I do like them, but I thought when she was saying toffee, like I was thinking of something else. I don't know why it just like wasn't the they same. They have toffee chips. By the way, where I got those chocolate chips, they have toffee chips. Okay, you can get some next time you're at the store. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of, um, we need more peanut M and M's. You want to tell everyone what happened to them all? Well, I think really it's it's the fault of the company that does M and M's. They said they were snack size to share. Jeff, shareable. No, and they I, were not shareable. That bag was too small. No, it's bigger than, like, the bag that you get, like, at line at the grocery store, like, at the movies. But, like, you ate over half the bag, before, like, the first day. I should have hid them. I'm going to start hoarding my own food. Because <laughs> you're eating it all. Do you have anything else you want? Oh, someone. Oh, hold on. There were other questions. Someone asked about TV shows. Let's see. Um, someone asked things you're watching, doing, or doing in lieu of spending time outside with others. So, like, what TV shows are you watching? What activities are you doing? Um. Well, uh, you know, Netflix movies. Obviously. What TV shows are you watching? Um, on Netflix, I'm watching um, the old versions TV show of Mission Impossible um, before Tom Cruise. Um, so those, I'm just trying to get nostalgic because those are. Do the, you like the Twilight Zone? I watched that too, the Twilight Zone. What was the other show? There was another show that you were watching. I don't remember what it was. So, you know, that's what I've been kind of doing during this self-imposed quarantine. But I don't know how long I'm going to last because, you know, I do want to get out there. Unfortunately for me, it's raining. There's not a lot you can do when it's raining. So there's not a lot you can do now. Restaurants are closed. Bars are closed. They canceled a run this weekend. Uh, there's a. So what are you going to do? What activities are you going to do? You can clean out the garage. Okay. Let me see what. Let me check the weather. It's raining. I can tell you right now. I can look outside the window and it says it's raining. Well, Friday, Saturday is supposed to be clear. Only in the mid 60s. That's still cold. And then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of next week is supposed to rain again on Thursday. And that's another pet peeve of mine with this weather. Um, and I'm not sure about the social distancing, but I'm not used to having my car not clean for almost a month. <sighs> I mean, my, my car has to be clean. It's got to be vacuumed. And it's been almost a month since I've been able to really wash, you know, have, have the car wash, wash it, and vacuum it. And again, with the social distancing, a lot of people are going to hit the car wash. So I'm not sure if they're going to limit, you know, pe- the people going and, and getting their car washed or detailed or waxed. So we'll see how that goes. You know. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, best way to cook steaks. The best way to cook steaks. Um, first of all, make sure your steak's at room temperature. Mm-hmm. Make sure you use a hot skillet so you can sear the meat. And people usually put butter. Lots uh, of butter. Unsalted. Yeah. And then you use, um, sear the steak on each side on a skillet three to four minutes. And after that, you throw it in the oven. Uh, 450 degrees, depending on what you want. In terms of medium rare, rare. Uh, get a, invest yourself in a meat thermometer. And so 450 degrees. And then the time to cook it is depending on what kind of steak you want. How thick it is. Yes. And then towards the end... Um, Take some more melted butter and saute it on the steak. Um, all you need is salt and pepper. You don't need anything else. If you're doing it on the grill, um, it's basically the same thing, except uh, you won't be able to put it in an oven. But you know, sear it again for three or four minutes and try not to turn the meat uh, as much. So you'd have to close the container on the barbecue to let it uh, cook um, and such. Again, depending on... Yeah, you want to make sure you use like a cast iron. That's a thing too. Invest in one or two cast irons. I mean, when I say these pans will last you a lifetime, I just got all of my grandma's when when we were cleaning out her house last year. Um, I have cast irons from what, the 60s, Hmm. 70s? Um, It'd have to be the late 60s because I don't remember those pans, those cast iron skillets when we lived in Hawaii. Okay. I remember them, you know, when we finally got and back to it. I had these ones are flat, so there's no there's no depth to it. So I we act, I actually just bought two new cast iron pans and like a five quart um, just nonstick pan. Um, but yeah, if you're gonna put your steaks in the oven at high temperature like that, you want to put them in a cast iron because you put them in like a glass it might explode because of the high heat um but yeah i have a a what is it a ridge ridge what am i trying to say it's like it has grooves in the cast iron i have so many maybe i'll do like a little instagram tutorial and i'll show you guys how to like keep them and re-season them because that's like how you preserve the cast iron but you will have these for like 30 40 years they're kind of they're not too expensive i want to say the 12 inch one that I just got was 30 bucks 40 bucks maybe um but that I'll have forever so definitely invest I think in at least one or two cast irons because you will use them you can use them to bake like the cornbread or bake you can do pizzas in them like there's just they're so versatile and they are really hard to mess up (laughs) um oh there was another one is how to stay positive that's another good question. How to stay positive? Um, be thankful for what you have right now, at this moment. Um, God allowed you to open your eyes and breathe after you slept this morning. So that's how you can be remain positive. And then um, I always use the phrase, this too shall pass. So no matter how a bad situation gets, um, yes, you can be upset about it, disappointed about it, mad at it, sad about it. But this too shall pass. There's, a, you know, there's, there's tomorrow, and so that's the way I kind of look at things from a, a life's perspective. Um, and as I get older, you know, certain things that I used to put as a priority are no longer a high priority for me. Yeah. Um, obviously, get, having my car clean has always been my priority. But um, oh, now he's looking at my computer. He sees dirt. Oh my God. Um, how do I stay positive? Um, I don't think I try 
to stay positive, which sounds like um, negative. But I think, I don't think if you're feeling bad about a situation, let yourself feel bad about a situation. Like, I think if you're in a shitty circumstance or in a shitty mood, like, I don't say I need to be positive because then that's like the opposite of how you're actually feeling. And then that actually makes you feel worse. So when I am not positive, I just allow myself to be in that headspace um, and just quickly move through it. Because I think, you know, there are some situations where like it's not like it, it, you don't have to be positive. Like if you like, I mean, take this coronavirus situation. Yes, there might be some positives to it, but right now, like, it just sucks. Like, everyone's inside. Like, people are going crazy. Like, there's no groceries. It's just a shitty situation all around in this present moment. And if I were to sit here and say, be positive, be positive, be positive, like, I'm only going to feel worse because it's a crappy situation. So I'm just taking it for what it is and just realizing like this is the reality of the world right now and like kind of going back to what my dad said of like this will pass and I know that things will get better so that's kind of I don't really believe in like be positive when it's you're in a shitty situation (laughs) is there anything else you want to say before we go uh no I have to return some of these phone calls oh my god so what are you gonna make me for lunch um, you have two legs, two arms, and eyes. And yeah, you just told everyone you have a pantry full of food. Make it your damn self. And I bought you bread yesterday. The five ninety nine for a loaf of this organic, nutty bread. He calls me from the store and he's like, I got you your favorite bread, the one with nuts in it. And I'm like, nut? Like, I'm thinking like a banana bread or something. I'm like what is he talking about? He's like, you know, Pete's bread or whatever. And I was like, Dave's kill. It's Dave's killer bread. It is the best bread. You have to keep it in the fridge because there's no preservatives in it. So it will like mold and just get really gross, like really quick. But it is the best bread, especially if you're like, I'm not gluten free. It's not the kind that I get. They have the gluten free kind, but I don't get that kind. Um, It's just really good. I really like it. It's better than your white bread, I think. Yeah, I might make a sandwich. Are there any chips left? There's like two bags of chips. Okay. All right, we're going to go. I'm going to go make some lunch. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. Do you want to say anything? No, just take care of yourselves, everybody. Any last words? Nope. Okay. All right, be kind, be well, be grateful. Love you, mean it. Bye.